What's going on, everybody? We are back. Day seven of Bullmas. And it's been a very merry Bullmas. But today we have a very special episode uh, for the Bullmas that we have going on. Um, you know, I didn't go to Auburn, so I'll just leave it over to Brian. I'll let him take the reins here. Let's go, baby. War Eagle. It's time to win a bowl game. We haven't won one since 2018 when they were at the Music City Bowl. Jack, I'm excited. I know you're excited. But War Eagle, baby. I, we, I did have to at least bring on somebody to help you out, Matt, because I know we're going to be very excited and we want to get through this game. So we brought on my friend Steve, uh, big Maryland guy. So tell the people a little bit about yourself here. Appreciate you fellas having me on. Um, I'll keep it short. I'm uh, currently working in sports right now. I work for a minor league baseball team in Maryland. Uh, having fun working in baseball is a good time. Grew up a big Maryland fan. Um, you know, I invested in Maryland sports. I've been through the heartbreaks of, you know, every sport, I think it's fair to say, except for lacrosse and baseball at this point. Um, and soccer sprinkled in, as, even though no one gives a shit about soccer, but that's mainly it about me. I, I bleed the black and gold and red and white of the Maryland flag. Fuck anyone that says it's ugly. And that's about it. That's all I got. Well, just to touch on that, man, I'm a huge Premier League guy. So you got a buddy, uh, you got a buddy there for for the non-soccer and American, big Arsenal guy. So we we love to see that. Do you have a squad you ride for or no? Actually, uh, I'm a big Arsenal guy only for the reason that I love the fuck Tottenham chant. I'm a big fan of just kind of spewing that out at bars at random times. Hell yeah, man. Fuck Tottenham. That's about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome shit, bro. But uh, yeah, obviously, uh, I'm glad I don't have a two-on-one here tonight. Uh, and I'm usually not an Auburn hater. Uh, I have actually, and Brian can attest to this, I've, I've taken them betting in a lot of spots where I shouldn't have. So uh, I have, you know, I'm not really an Auburn hater. I bet on them a lot, and it hasn't worked out a lot. So I probably should be an Auburn hater based on the way they have not came through on the on the hardwood. And out on the gridiron. But, yeah, Steve, it's obviously great to meet you and appreciate you hopping on here. Uh, you know, I know you said you went to Salisbury, but obviously a huge Terrapin UMD fan, which is also great stuff. Just want to see, man, uh, how, how you came came kind of about to love Maryland so much. You know, what was it the, the mascot you were super into? Was it the colors? You got indoctrinated by your parents? Like, how did this evolve into, you know, the fandom you have for them now? Yeah, it pretty much started off with uh, my dad going to Maryland. He went there for a little bit. And then I grew up in Southern Maryland in Calvert County, which is only about 35, 40 minutes away from College Park. So going to Maryland games was a, you know, a common event growing up. So, yeah, been going to games my whole life. I've been through the Grievous Vasquez uh, in the Comcast Center, you know, Ralph Regan, uh at, at the Turtle at, at Bird Stadium. Unfortunately, the year we were on our fifth string quarterback, which was the middle linebacker, whose name I thankfully don't remember. But, you know, I, I was going to games all those years. Grew up a big fan, definitely helped my dad also went there and was a huge fan as well. But, you know, it was easy to like them. You know, they were nearby and they always uh, ended up having at least one good guy on their team that I could follow and, you know, be a big fan of every year. Love that. Love that. Yeah. All right, Steve, I've got two questions for you now. First okay. one is... I've heard through Brian that you used to do the PA announcements for the Blue Crabs. Sick job. I think PA, doing the announcements, you know, spewing that out, that that's pretty awesome. I mean, Very I would fun. love to Very do fun. that. So 
first of all, tell me how you got into that. And then okay. second, I'm going to need your best call of Auburn winning the Music City Bowl uh, coming up against your Terrapins. All right. So I'll answer the second question before the first one. No, because I don't <laughs> want you to give the satisfaction of ever hearing that because I don't think you're going to. Um, Come on. <laughs> but anyways, I got into it. Because when I was at, I'll try to keep it as short as I can, but, you know, it's a couple years in the making. I uh, I was a sports broadcaster at Salisbury. So before I was even doing like the, you know, the God mic throughout the stadium PA announcing, I was on the headset on the live streams first, you know, Salisbury sports. I covered, you know, baseball, football, soccer, you know, a bunch of their major sports there. Got an internship with the Blue Crabs, the team that me and Brian worked for together, and then kind of moved from broadcasting for that team for a summer into working in the marketing department and then just doing the PA announcing because it all kind of intertwined with each other during the games and stuff. So it was definitely nice. It was a, it was a good time being able to get paid and kind of watch baseball from my little nest up in the top of the press box and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, and also being able to yell at everybody through the microphone was a pretty fun experience as well. That is awesome. What, Okay, I got I got one more. Sorry, guys. I got one more. What's the most outlandish thing or, or craziest or maybe just most memorable thing that you've ever had to put through that PA system? So, I mean, there's a bunch because, like, uh, there's a bunch of different situations that could happen. So, like, there's a, you know, on top of being the PA guy, I'm also, like, I have my soundboard next to me. I have the sound system computer next to me. So, there was a lot of times to where I was doing PA and, like, running and the sound system at the same time to where it's like, you know, there's four guys about to fight each other on the field. We got to throw some music on there so people can't see, hear them saying fuck a hundred times, you know, stuff like that. But uh, something kind of outlandish. I don't want to say the sponsor name or any or anything like that, but they had a PA read. And essentially what the product was, it was a toolkit filled with a bunch of stuff that you would need to use in the restroom. So my PA read, I essentially had to just be like toilet paper, toilet paper, uh, seat wipes, fresh wipes. Like, like I was, it was miserable. I had to say it every single game. And it was, I was like, I'm pissed that I have to say this constantly. <laughs> that that was one of the worst ones I've had to do by far. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I wouldn't <laughs> want to be up there talking about, you know, taking a dump or anything like that while I'm trying to announce a baseball game. But like it literally starts you. off with like public restrooms can be intimidating. And I'm like, what what are we doing? Like what's the <laughs> like we got to that I mean that's that's obviously a, a really sick job to be no, able to do that. On, on whatever level, right? I mean being able yeah. to do that, I mean that's that's cool stuff. Uh obviously we're all all big sports guys. So working in the world of sports is something I've always dreamt of. Obviously my current career path is uh is not in the world of sports you know i don't hate it but it's not in the world of sports and that's why i'm doing something like this to see what it can become down the line in the future yeah. so definitely you know admire you know your career in the world of sports i think that's awesome man and you know obviously we're not signing off right now but you know best of luck with that going forward because uh it's definitely cool stuff and uh you know, you're you're young in your career, and and the Blue Crabs is the start, and, and maybe one day you're the PA for the Nationals or, or or another MLB club across the country. So that would be some cool stuff. You're definitely in the right spot. You're starting in the right spot to eventually progress to that. Uh, and I don't know if that's something you want to do, but whatever you're doing, man, best of luck uh, in the world of sports. It's always awesome to talk to people who who are involved with that. So that's good stuff. But yeah, back to the game on him, man. Uh, seven and five, Maryland taking on six and six Auburn, both teams 
barely got bowl eligible. I mean, just snuck out the bowl eligible spot. I know Maryland started out undefeated. Kind of forget Auburn's start to the to start to the year, but they were three and zero. Yeah, three and zero. Okay, so. So very, very bull likely to start the year and kind of had to figure it out as the year went on. But uh, yeah, Maryland, probably pretty solid season. I, I would assume the expectations would be higher for Tigers than they would be for the Terrapins more often than not, even though, you know, it's not taken away from Maryland, obviously still a solid program in the, in the Big Ten, which is now getting even more elite uh, as they get the addition of some of those West Coast teams. Should be a pretty solid game, right? I know Brian has them listed. Auburn's 31 in the ESPN, FPI, and Maryland's 32, right? So neck and neck on paper should match up to be a great game because based on these ESPN standings and rankings and whatever, however they get their indexes or whatever you want to call it, should be a good game on paper. Now we know that isn't always the case when it uh, when it plays out, but based on what we're seeing, not the end of the world. We know about Auburn because Brian always – bitches about them and i was actually with brian when who was it uh dj james got mossed on fourth and 31 and again i go back to me saying you know i'm not an auburn hater because i had their money line in that iron bowl so you can obviously understand the gut wrench sickening feeling i felt when i saw that guy uh that guy do that mossing. But uh, yeah, Brian, I guess I'll uh, kind of jump over to you if you kind of want to introduce the Terrapins. And, you know, Steve, you can jump in as well. And you guys can kind of discuss what we should be looking out for when the Terrapins take the field on offense and uh, maybe what their defense is looking like as well. Yeah, before we get into my whole Auburn, I'm a little worried. But before we get into that, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Maryland, Steve. Uh, obviously, they're big-time quarterback, the Big Ten all-time leading passer, not going to play. So I guess it's going to be Billy Edwards Jr. and his one-yard rushing touchdowns. But yeah. <laughs> how, how do you yeah. feel about that? Billy Edwards last year, I forget who it was we played against, played really well. I, I remember Talia got hurt. I, I wish I could remember which game it was. But he filled in, I don't remember if it was for a half or it was for the majority of a game. And Played fairly decent. I want to say it was against like Minnesota or something like that. You know, like not not Penn State or anything along those lines. But he he filled in and was fine. He's got what six rushing touchdowns this year. But Brian, we talked about it a little bit beforehand. Three of those were against Michigan, and he had a total of like nine rushing yards. So like they were all within like the three yard line. They were just tush pushing against Michigan any chance they got, like up against like the goal line. So it was it's one of those to where it's like. I think he's fine. Like he's he's good. You know, we'll talk a little bit more about like Auburn and like you know guys that are leaving right now and guys that aren't playing in the bowl game. I think he'll be okay. But I mean, he might be splitting snaps with um, who's a Cam Edge, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, he's he'll probably be splitting snaps. Who knows what we'll see? But I'm not gonna say I have the most confidence in the world in Billy Edwards. But you know, I think he'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, they do have those three receivers over there, Deshaun Jones, Ty Felton, and Caden Pranther. The issue there, though, is if Edwards and Edge can't get them the ball. Correct. <laughs> so I, I think they both had, I want to say, 14 combined passing attempts this year. Yes. So it's not ideal. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not ideal. I, Deshaun Jones has, he's kind of, he's grown into be one of, uh, you know, like one of my favorite players. 
he's been there like God, I believe all four years and he's just kind of been one of those core guys on the offense especially for Talia to find I think it's going to be a lot of quick hitches and Roman Hemby runs up the middle and uh, honestly I, I don't expect it to be Billy Edwards bombing it down the field any chance he can get I've seen him do it before he can do it but I don't I don't expect him to be doing that every drive but yeah that I, I really like our you know receiving core I I think they're good. I think they're solid. I'm not going to say they're one of the best in the nation, but, you know, I'd say they're definitely up there in the Big Ten. So it's it'll be exciting to see if they're able to, you know, at least pass it a little bit. But I think it's going to be a lot of the Robin Hemby show. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, that receiving core is definitely better than Auburn's. So I'll give you that. Uh, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get into Auburn's later. I guess the last thing I want to touch on in Maryland, their rush defense is apparently pretty good. And their overall defense is apparently pretty good, which also rattled me a little bit because, again, Auburn can't throw the ball very much. So I guess yeah. a little preview just on that from you of what you've seen this year. You know, it's it's one of those things. Maryland has always been one of those teams to where if like they can put everything together in every single game, they would have a nine to ten win season and they would have you know they would be towards the top of the big ten but there's always just like little pieces that are missing kind of every game to where you know like I was talking about a little bit earlier beforehand you know Talia's really good you know it shows big ten passing leader he's you know one of the best quarterbacks Maryland and maybe the Big Ten has seen in a long time but you know when he's bad he's bad and it's and it's not good to see it's it's you know there are games like I mentioned earlier Lost to two and four Illinois on home or on homecoming at home. Uh, I believe the final score of that game was thirteen to ten. Our rush defense, our, our defense was able to hold Illinois to thirteen points, and I'll give it to him. That kicker ended up making like a solid field goal to end it. Like our defense does their job, but you know when the offense can't get it done, it clearly shows, and it's games like that. And, you know, the next week, I don't remember exactly what the score was, but uh, played against Northwestern. Pretty sure that game, another game that was fairly low scoring, but, you know, our offense couldn't get more than 14 points on the board. And so you end up losing to another Big Ten opponent. So, you know, it's it's games like that to where, you know, there, there's little parts of what works each game. But if they can if they can figure it out every game, they'll be fine. But, you know, the defense definitely has been pretty solid, I'd say, for the most part this season. Yeah, everything you just said kind of explains Auburn, too. So I, yeah. I think we're in in for a very frustrating game on both sides coming <laughs> up. But, but before I get to my Auburn preview, Jack, I want to hear how you're feeling about, about our Tigers going into this one. You know what, Brian? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm going to let you carry this one because I'm checked out on our Auburn Tigers right now, uh, at least for this season. I'm already looking at the portal and what's going on in the recruiting class, and I'm getting really excited for we next We had a year. great day today. Great day today. But, but let me just say, you know, as far as this season goes and this game goes, I have my prediction. It is Auburn, obviously. But the last play I saw for these Auburn Tigers was that Milrow Hail Mary I'm still not over that. Yeah, it was, what, two weeks ago now already, but I'm still not over that. Still out on this team right now. Uh, I don't know how much juice they're going to be bringing into this bowl game. Last three bowl games, we haven't won 
haven't really brought the juice to them. But dating back to 2018, what you said earlier, Music City Bowl, the last time we won a bowl game. So maybe this team can get fired up under Hugh Freeze to go uh, win ourselves a bowl game and finish the season uh, the, the right way. But no, I, I'm not going to give too much of an analysis on this game. I'm going to let you carry that one. All right. That's, that's fair enough. I'll just sit here in my sorrows alone then. But, um, yeah. Well, hold on. Wait, no, I want to, why was this just, why was it a huge almighty transfer portal day for Auburn? Like what, what's I, going on there? Yeah, I was about to address it. So I did okay. mention that our passing attack was God awful this year. We just got two five-star recruits and Cam Coleman and Perry Uno Thompson coming in. Perry. Yep, two wide receivers. Perry was a flip. He was committed to Alabama for the longest time. Alabama fans were calling him the next Julio Jones. And now they're calling him a bust because he flipped to Auburn. <laughs> so fuck you guys. He's going to be the next Julio Jones. Also, Walker White, not the Walker next White. Cam Davis. <laughs> uh, yeah, Walker White, four-star quarterback from Arkansas. So hopefully he can uh, usurp Peyton Thorne next year who I'll get to in a minute and we'll actually be able to throw the ball next year. So I'm excited. That was a great early signing day from Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers. It sounds like the quarterback room is still a mess. I mean, I wouldn't be so uh, gung ho on, uh, on, on this guy they're bringing in. That's a four star hey. at all. <laughs> I mean, he's a four star. Hey Matt, <laughs> let us have this. We had a nice day. Fair enough. Well, so I was going to ask, what's your quarterback situation looking like next year? Because, I mean, you get, like we were talking about, Maryland, you got to have somebody to throw it to him. Yeah. So it, it'll either be <laughs> disastrous. It'll yeah. be that four star kid or uh, Peyton Thorne, who will be coming back. I think you got to uh, roll the dice with Thorne again. No, I mean, he's familiar with the system. Well, Peyton Thorne wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire this year. He had uh, six. Let's see how the offseason goes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you can say he was familiar with the system. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of knew the plays. (laughs) Kind of knew. Kind of knew him. That's a good way to put it there. But, yeah, if Auburn wins this game, it's not going to be because of Peyton Thorne. It's going to be because of that defense. And, unfortunately, that defense that was great this year is going to be missing DJ James, who we already talked about. His last plays in Auburn Tiger will be getting mossed by Isaiah Bond on a fourth down and 31 in the Iron Bowl. So that's, that's tough for him, especially because he was a great player. So just a tough, tough way to end his career. Nehemiah Pritchett, another cornerback, has opted out of this game to get ready for the draft and the Reese's Senior Bowl. So uh, now I really want a Reese's after I read that. That was really good, Brian. <laughs> and then, and then the, the leader on the defensive line, the sack leader, Marcus Harris, the best player on the interior defensive line, has also opted out. For the NFL draft. So three of Auburn's really good players are not playing and their arguably best defender, Jalen Simpson, is questionable heading into this game with a hamstring injury. So that's a little rattling. But they still do have linebackers Eugene Asante and Jalen McLeod. So that's a little bit hopeful, even though I guess it's going to be a big intermediate game with the Maryland pass offense and rushing offense. They're not going to go deep. So the linebackers will be important. So it's good they have those two guys. But, yeah, that's pretty much everything on the defensive side. On the offensive side, it's ugly. We talked about Peyton Thorne, 1,600 passing yards this year, 15 TDs to nine interceptions. He he was okay on the ground. Uh, but the, the star of this offense is really Jarquez Hunter. He had almost 900 yards after missing the first game where he could have gotten over 100 yards easily and had a 1,000-yard season. But – 
he had a little bit of a little bit of a mishap on Snapchat stories, so he was suspended for the first game. We we don't have to get into that, but yeah. Besides him, you have Damari Austin running the ball. This offensive line is good, and the receivers the receiving rooms a scene. Their tight end had three hundred fifty yards, and that leads the team in receiving. So they're well, going to have before, to run the ball. Yeah, but I mean, before we jump in, into the predictions, I, I mean, it's kind of laid out right there, right? They have to run the ball and have some kind of success running the ball because I think another nugget that you kind of left out there, I don't think you touched on it, but the first team in three years to run for over 200 on Georgia, mm. that's a pretty good accomplishment compared to the, 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 the Georgia defenses that we've seen down there. I mean, Georgia's defense has been uh, – all these guys are getting drafted in the first first round of the NFL draft and definitely the first three rounds. So to be able to do that uh, with a team who obviously, you know, six losses – which I'm not trying to rub it in, but it's what it is. So to be able to go and do that against Georgia, who obviously outside the top four, but you know that that's a different conversation for a different day. But pretty pretty solid accomplishment, collaborative effort. Um, you know we actually got a, a good good rushing performances out of both uh, Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford Ashford in that Georgia game. And you know you want what the reality of it is is when we play Georgia or we play Bama, the boys get up for those games. They really yeah. do. They and they play gritty. They move that line uh, a lot more than you know any other team. You know, you uh, it, it's just something about the juice of those rivalries that you know has our Auburn Tigers playing a little bit better than they do against everybody else throughout the season. And it makes it for a more interesting game, right? I mean, you don't want to have to go, oh, Auburn has these losses and Georgia's undefeated and this is going to be a blowout. I don't need to watch this. No, it creates a great game for Saturday afternoon on CBS, which now is gone to the Big Ten. I don't know if I'm over that yet. I'm going to miss those guys calling uh, the SEC every Saturday at 3.30, but – We'll see what they bring to the Big Ten. Obviously, expanding. I already touched on getting those teams from the West Coast in there. And the Big Ten, obviously, will will still be the Big Ten with their top-heavy teams of, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, dare I say Penn State, who frauds at the end of every year and ends up with two to three losses. But I guess I can include them in there uh, as part of being top-heavy. But, um, yeah, I want to touch on one more thing with Auburn. And I, you know, I'm not a stats guy. I'm a stats guy, but for college football, I don't pay attention that much to individual stats. And is 1600 passing yards like really bad? Or is that, it's like really bad, right? Like that seems like a very, very low number to be at. Um, I played 12 games this year. So he's passed for about like 130 a game. Yeah, that's really bad. So I figured that. I, I also didn't know if Peyton Thorne was the every every game starter. I thought they had another guy in there, but if- yeah. So so we 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 play around with we played around the two quarterback system this year with Robbie Ashford coming in and taking some snaps at quarterback. He's a right. you know, running esque quarterback, so kind of kind of makes sense. Limited amount of snaps compared to other quarterbacks in in, in college football, but at the same time, sixteen hundred yards. I mean, I remember seeing like Manziel and and Mahomes throwing for like five hundred yards a game in college. But what is a hundred? What is a hundred? Right. I just yeah, I just wanted to see what uh I wanted to see because obviously uh, Tagovailoa on the other side, well over three thousand. Uh, That's what I was about to say. Yeah, it, you know, you you look at. 
sixteen hundred, and then you look at what 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 was that, Brian? Like a hundred, like one hundred and thirty average per game, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and yeah. you know, Talia is averaging at least two hundred a game somewhere right. along he, those lines. He's like, probably yeah. putting up one thirty in the first half. Yep. And yep. and Maryland was seven and five. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, look look what that gets you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely interesting uh, to see that. I just I had to I had to address that because I was like sixteen hundred yards. That seems violently low. It uh, is. But again, we'll, good, uh, good adjective. Good adjective. That's for that. <laughs> that's, well, that's what they are. You know, Matt. The only thing that's worse than your quarterback only throwing for sixteen hundred yards in the season is your top receiver being a tight end and not even breaking three hundred three hundred fifty. Our leading receiver didn't have 350 yards this year. Got two five-stars so coming in. With all that being <laughs> said, Auburn will be leaning on the run game. And, uh, you know, if it's successful, they got a shot to win. If it's unsuccessful, good luck. <laughs> because the passing game probably will be non-existent. But, you know, obviously it's the moment everybody's been waiting for. Which way is everybody leaning what are the predictions for the game? I think everybody can kind of get a good sense on where everybody's going to go here, <laughs> other than myself, because I have no skin in the game. So I'll go last. I'll start with you, Jack. Um, and then I guess we can jump to Brian, get the two Auburn hardos out of the way. And then Steve, <laughs> you can kind of wrap us up with, uh, you know, your prediction and take on the game. And then I guess I'm kind of like, you know, the mystery pick here because I have no skin in the game. So there's really no way that anybody knows which way I'm leaning yet. But without further ado, Jack, uh, lead us off here. How's this game going to play out? Who's winning? Do you have a best bet? I want it all, man. Yeah, so last time, and we touched on this just a little bit, but last time we were uh, at the Music City Bowl, uh, it was 2018. Our quarterback was Jared Stidham. Our receivers were Anthony Schwartz, if anybody remembers him, the uh, yep. sprinter, and Seth Williams, you know, actually a, a pretty decent receiver. So we had a we had a, a semi-decent team. We put up a 63-point burger in the Music City Bowl uh, just a few years ago, so – I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take my Auburn Tigers. We love Nashville. We're gonna keep it rolling. Obviously, you know we we we've discussed their, their limitations passing the ball, but this team runs the ball hard. If we show up and and have some grit, I I expect Hugh Freeze to get the boys getting going. We're gonna win this game, and we're gonna win it by seven points. But you know that we don't like pushes, so uh, let's go six and a half. Yeah, I would have more faith in this minus seven, believe it or not, if everybody was playing on both sides. I think even if Talia was in there, I would rather have the Auburn secondary guys. I think they win this game big. But without those two guys there and with Peyton Thorne being a bum, I just, seven points is big. That's a lot of points. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you a crazy touchdown parlay here. I'm going to go go. with Jarquez Hunter to get in twice, Damari Alston to get in once, and Jeremiah Cobb to get in once, and then Brian Batty to have over his receiving total. And that is going to be the Music City Bowl parlay. What book is offering that? (laughs) Where can you find that? No sane person in the world is offering that. (laughs) they got to be offering the anytime touchdowns. Same parlay, that bitch. Yeah. No sane person knows all of those people's names at one time. Like. <laughs> it's also Warrior, very Brian, Warrior Eagle. 
<laughs> but yeah, obviously the Auburn takes right there. We we got pretty much what we were gonna expect. And uh, you know, Steve, we'll jump over to you. Let's hear what you got, man. You know, bottom line, Maryland doesn't lose bowl games. It's unfortunate. The history one through three and oh in bowl games since like 2014. Uh undefeated since like 2008 in bowl games, something like that. Keep in mind it's only been like three since 2008, but that's fine. Not having Tali in the game does kind of suck. I'll be honest. I'm not a big gambler. I'm not a big better. I don't have a line for any of y'all, but I, Brian, I kind of like that uh, that little parlay you got going on. So I'm going to say I'm just, just a little two-person. Uh, I'm going to say Billy Edwards, uh, two tush-push uh, touchdowns, and uh, Jay Sean Jones is uh, – we're going to get specific. He's going to run one six-yard hitch for a touchdown, and uh, Maryland's going to win by two scores. It's going to be either 10 points or 14, but somehow we're going to figure it out. All Dude, right. Yeah, I like, I, I like the specifics of that. <laughs> what did you say? Six-yard hitch route to get into the end zone? It's either yeah. going to be a six-yard hitch or a five-yard out right on that sideline. Um, he might he might catch it on the two-yard line and kind of run it in from there. Um, but no, Billy Edwards, two tush-push touchdowns is a lock, 100%. I mean, dude, the MB, you know, all these sports books – all for like NBA, like, oh, this player to score a layup or this player to hit the three or first time basket layup or first time basket. So why can't we see like uh, even for the NFL, AJ Brown comeback route touchdown, probably a lot of juice you could get on it. Um, and, uh, dude, I, I like the way you're thinking there. I think it's uh, I think that's a unique play. Obviously, I don't think any books are uh, are offering it. But uh, what you got something else on that, Steve? You know, I actually got a buddy that works for DraftKings out in Vegas. I can, uh, you know, write him an email, say, "Hey, we need more specific. Uh, we need more specific stuff on uh, the Music City Bowl this year, please. The people need it. Auburn versus Maryland. Yeah, please do, and feel free to CC me on that email chain because I will offer my opinion uh, for yeah. that as well. So that's some good I'll stuff. Get, Maybe I'll get you- my people with your people. Um, your people is just Brian to me, so I'll I'll get wait, I'll get with Brian and we'll figure that out. That's yeah, awesome. I love uh, – yeah. dude, we might have just came up with the new way that people bet. I think it's a great idea. And, uh, you know, we'll do we'll do what we can, uh, you know, from the email side of things, uh, um, blowing up the right people over there uh, at the <laughs> Vegas headquarters. But, yeah, I kind of feel like uh, college game day Lee Corso right now. Where's my mascot head uh, for me to make my pick? And throw it on. Uh, you know, nobody knows which way I'm leaning here. I've had a lot of juice on Auburn money line and spreads in the past. I don't know much about Maryland. And I think the SEC is probably a little better than the Big Ten. Although this year we got Michigan and Ohio State. So it's tough to say. But I think the SEC in years past and just in general is Better rosters, better talent, better players. And Maryland isn't usually at the top of the list for, uh, you know, Big Ten top heavy. And neither is Auburn. But I just think the SEC is a little stronger, you know, in that aspect. And this is a neutral site. So talent, I think, will come into play for a game like this. I don't know which team will travel better. I assume Auburn probably has a better traveling fan base than Maryland might have as well as I'm pretty sure Nashville is closer to Auburn than it is to Maryland. 
Auburn guys are shaking their head. Yes, yeah, Steve's looking at me like I got three heads. Hey, so. listen, I was a, I was at the 2021 Music – sorry, not Music City, the Pinstripe Bowl where we fucking whooped Virginia Tech 54 to – what was it, like 14, something like that. Maryland travels pretty well. You'd be surprised. We – I forget okay. which bar it was, but we packed out Pinstripe Bar right outside in the Bronx in New York. That place was scary as hell, but it was <laughs> it was one of the best experiences I've had caught COVID on that trip. I think that's the only part I'd change where I didn't get that, but you know, uh, no, Maryland travels pretty well. I'd, I'd be excited to see what it looks like on TV because I ain't going to Nashville. I can tell you that. I was just going to say, you know, Nashville is kind of a location where I can see both these teams traveling very well. Uh, you know, Auburn travels well anywhere, everywhere. Let me say that everywhere. Uh, Nashville destination. We love that. I know, I know I can speak for the majority of Auburn fans when I say we love Nashville. Uh, and then, you know, Maryland, people in Maryland love Nashville. I mean, who doesn't love Nashville? Nashville's a shit. Yeah. Right. I'd it's say more so is people of Maryland love Maryland so much that they're like, yeah, we'll go wherever. Like it, yeah. we'll do whatever we need to do. <laughs> well, it's uh, like, like you just touched on Nashville is a great location mm-hmm. just for tourism and, and, you know, going there for vacation or whatever you want to call it uh, in general, even if there isn't a football game going on there. Uh, so the fact that, you know, your team or, or you know, whatever is playing there uh, makes it more of an attraction for, for those guys to jump in. But it kind of uh, I kind of stalled out on my juice because I was did. building up the SEC and Auburn just to go and take the Maryland Terrapins plus seven. I mm. will take the plus seven and a half. I think they cover by a touchdown. Look. Here's the deal. I have more faith in Maryland's offense to be able to score than I do um, uh, Auburn's offense to be able to score. And I I have faith in the defense on the Terrapin side to be able to stop Auburn. I get it. Auburn has a good defense or, or a decent defense. But, Jack, kind of like you alluded to, Auburn gets up for the Georgia game. Auburn gets up for the Alabama game. They get up for those rivalry games. The fans might get up for a game like this, but are the players going to get up for a game against Maryland? Uh, you know, are they? There's I don't no know. Maybe they do, Why would they? You, you're you're, you're think, making a great point. You're making. A great I point. think I think the Maryland guys have a little bit more to get up for here. Uh, I like what they're doing over there in terms of moving. Uh, you know, the ball. I understand the quarterback's not playing, but I think they'll be able to find a little bit of a rhythm. And once Auburn kind of takes a shot, where like they get, you know, if if Maryland comes out and scores on the first possession, I think Auburn might roll over and play dead. And I really do. So I think they cover the plus seven. Uh, I'm not confident in Auburn's head coach. I think that guy. You guys should be looking elsewhere for a coach. And uh, yeah, like I said, have no confidence in Auburn's offense. I don't know who's going to win the game. Auburn still might win, but I, I, I will buy half a point, and I think Maryland can get the cover at plus seven and a half, and that's the way I'm going to stick with it, especially because kind of like I said with the whole team getting up, it is a neutral site as well, um, and I just I just don't read it as a, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of that Auburn team is already looking on to next year. It's the SEC. It's make it to the SEC championship, make it into the final four, make it win a national championship. Yeah, Matt, you know, you, you, you're you making great points there. And I, I did allude to that. I didn't want to necessarily say it, but, you know, you're, you're right. There's a chance that, you know, we don't get up for this game. We don't care about it. You know, a lot like that UCF national championship that they claim uh, from what was that, like five, six years ago yeah. after – 
after Auburn lost in the SEC championship in Atlanta to Georgia, you know, didn't make the final four. We sort of just rolled over. Couldn't really care less, even though we had a phenomenal season. I could definitely see that happening again, to your point. Um, and, you know, my one saving grace is we got the new coach this year in Hugh Freeze. And I'm I'm just I'm just sitting here praying that he can get the boys up and doesn't let let this game get away from him. Um, but, yeah, it could, could absolutely go that way. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm, all I'm right. taking get in I'm, there, Brian. I'm taking Auburn there. minus nine and a half. I, I can't deal with this pessimism here. They're they're gonna win the football game. It's in Nashville. Auburn's home away from home. Like Jack said, it's the last time they win a bowl game. Hugh Freeze heard the comment you just made and said, "Hey, I just got five two stars, or two five stars. What else do you want from me?" Michael Loxley doesn't lose bowl games. All right, he loses stupid He's regular season lose this games one. that don't mean anything. He's gotta right? lose this. He one. doesn't lose bowl games, Brian. Get that through your head. Tigers by nine. Bowl games. Fuck. Wow. He's great at recruiting and great at letting players leave after one year. (laughs) That's some good stuff there. Great way to kind of end it. We'll see what happens come game time. But other than that, I think that was a great show. Great content and and great way to preview this matchup of two teams with five-plus losses. But we just damn near treated that like it was, uh, you know, semifinal for a national championship. So good stuff all around. Uh, I'll let you guys kind of have some closing remarks, but I got nothing else. Definitely stay tuned for the rest of Bull Miss because we got a lot of great content still on the way. And at least for me, Steve, it was great meeting you, man. Uh, would love to have you on possibly in the future. And uh, yeah, man. Feel free to uh, throw a couple blue crab or blue claw tickets uh, uh, to views from section 400 uh, one of these days. Hey, listen, I, don't worry about it. I've moved on from them. I'm actually a step up now. I'm with uh, the Bowie Bay Sox for the, with the Orioles organization. So oh, hell yeah, man. You see a lot of uh, Jackson Holiday this year? Uh, unfortunately, this is my first season with them, and I literally missed him by a month, and I'm super pissed about it. Don't wow. don't even get me started on missing Adley and Gunner and everyone else. So I'm just excited for the young guys that are going to be coming up within the next year or so. But uh, no, man, uh, bottom line, appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, you know, big ride or die Maryland guys, you guys can see. So in the future, we can talk other sports, talk whatever y'all, whatever, whatever we want. If y'all ever have a Maryland uh, themed episode, be sure to hit me up. I'm down to come back on and uh, chit chat about uh, the good old Terps. Absolutely, Steve. It was a pleasure to have you. My closing remarks Hugh, get the boys up for this one. War Eagle. Win or lose, we got the better basketball team. War Dam. War Dam. Oh, don't even get me started on the Terps basketball. We have another <laughs> hour on our hands. We suck. <laughs> Please suck at basketball. That's that's the end. <laughs>